Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 117. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and as always, I'm your host, and I am so thankful that we get to spend a few minutes today talking about business and local business specifically. Now, before we get into today's show, I wanted to remind you about our sponsor, Bluehost. They're the web hosting service that we use and we recommend. And if you need a website for any reason, it's very easy and affordable to get on Bluehost, the premier web hosting service for so many websites. Simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website And from there, you can put in the web address you think you want to purchase. When you do that, I will send you a very special plug-in cheat sheet to show you what to go ahead and put on your website so that you can be found by the people you want to be found and hidden from those that you don't want to use your website inappropriately, like the spam bots and the other people out there. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. And also, if you have any questions once you get your website, feel free to hit me up. I'll be glad to help you in any way possible. I've done a few websites in my day and uh, learned from scratch probably just like you are. So I'll be glad to offer any assistance I can to you. Brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. I'm going to date myself here. As if you already didn't know. I'm an old gal, but um, back in the 60s, there was this song, and it was kind of one of those silly songs that, you know, sha-na-na type songs, and I can just remember at the end, the bass would go, why is everybody always picking on me? And that's kind of how the end of one line or whatever of the song would go, and so I always remember that, just that little phrase and, you know, that little kind of cadence to it, and um I, I found myself saying that the, this past week. It's It's been very strange. And I will tell you gladly that I lived, grew up, and still live a very, very sheltered life. Um, that was, you know, one of the main focuses of my parents is shielding us from the evils of the world and the evil influences and the bad elements of society. And they were very picky about who we allowed into our home and who we were allowed to associate with. And not just that, but whose home we were allowed to go to. And I'm extremely thankful for that. I I think that's a great way to raise your children because you cannot be too protective. I mean, when you are raised in an environment where people fiercely protect uh, the precious commodity of children, what you end up with is children that have the potential to make it through to adulthood without suffering any type of abuse. And I have found, even in the circles that I have run in, it is very rare for one of my contemporaries to not have suffered any form of abuse in their life. And so I'm extremely thankful and grateful for that. But it also made me have a perspective that everybody was kind of good and everybody was nice and everybody, if there was a rule, that everyone else followed it and I followed it. And I've had an instance down at the pier, and I tell you this 
please understand I tell you this so that we can draw lessons from it. I'm not telling you this to gripe or to whine or to even get sympathy because um, sympathy is not going to help me in this situation. But um, this has happened before, but it's kind of gone to a new level. So I've had some um, targeting and harassment and what I would just consider bullying go on. And it is so weird to me that people in their 50s and 60s are going to try to bully people. I just don't get it. I mean, have they not learned enough life lessons by now to know that this is not the way to get what you want out of life? But here's the situation. There is a particular vendor. He's an occasional vendor. He's not there very often, uh, just often enough to stir up a bunch of trouble and then disappear for a while. And lately, he has been calling multiple times over multiple days, the peer manager asking for my uh, name and my permit number with the Department of Agriculture because he says that the um, state health department has called him right. There's no such thing as a Florida state health department that deals with this kind of stuff anymore. It's, It's all been parceled out to other departments. But Anyway, essentially what the guy is trying to do is he is trying to get somehow the Department of Agriculture out there to uh, shut, I guess maybe he, maybe he wants to shut my cart down. I don't really know what his ultimate end is, our ultimate goal is. But, um, you know, it's funny because the Department of Agriculture inspector was out on the pier Friday night and, you know, stood within five feet of my booth for 20 minutes talking to several of us and never... You know, nothing ever caught his eye as a blatant violation. And the issue is that we have a vendor who is extremely, I don't want to say jealous or envious of the products that I am selling right now. This is the vendor who, in July of last year, juried in pizza. And instead of, you know, realizing that jurying in pizza is whenever you prove that you made the pizza... This guy decided to have a local pizza restaurant deliver a ready-to-eat pizza to the jury site and said that was his jurying for the pizza. So clearly he felt like the rules of, of doing pizza were you know different for him or rules of jurying were different from him. But this is also the same guy that sells gelato on the pier. And where does he get the gelato? Well, he doesn't make it. He buys it from the same restaurant that he's had the pizza be delivered from. So he, you know, because he uses this place as his commissary kitchen, he um, can try to convince people that he is making the gelato whenever multiple people have seen him on occasion go in and purchase gelato and walk out and put it in his vehicle and leave and head straight to the pier. So, go figure. So, somebody like that, I mean, you shouldn't be able to have that on the pier anyway because you're not making it, right? Everyone knows he's not making it, yet he's still allowed to be out there on the pier because um, unless you really, really, really had a huge knockdown, drag out, ugly, ugly confrontation, um, it's just, it's sort of the spirit of things at sunset that the rules are there and people just need to follow them and they're not going to be real heavy-handed in enforcing said rules, So because this guy is able to do that for his gelato, he he also felt like that was going to be the easy way to jury in pizza. And then he could buy his gelato and his pizza from that restaurant and never have to do any work, and he could just show up down there and sell it and make a pile of cash. So 
it didn't work out that way when he juried in his pizza. And they said, we don't think you made this pizza. I don't know what, you know, what kind of brilliant people are on the jury that decided he didn't make the pizza. And he said, oh, yeah, that's my commissary kitchen. And so, yeah, I made that. And I just had him bring it over here. Stupid, right? So they said, well, we need to see you make it. So they went over to the said restaurant with him, and he could not even turn on the dough machine. And so they were like, we don't think you've ever made a pizza before. We don't think you've ever you made this pizza. And we just, you know, we cannot approve this item knowing exactly what just happened for us is going to happen at the pier where a delivery guy is going to show up with the pizza. So they denied his jury. That was in July. And I, at that point, started in August. I had juried in in June, and I finally got out to the pier in August. I started and struggled through my products. And at one point in time in October, I had a conversation with another person out there that I happened to be sitting beside, and she happened to say, you know what, we need pizza out here. Everyone loves pizza. We need pizza out here. And I thought, I don't know how I can do that on the grill and blah, blah, blah. And then I finally started researching it, and I thought, you know what, I can do that. So in November, I juried in pizza, having no idea that this guy had juried it in in July and gotten uh, denied until after I juried it in and I, sh- they showed them, I showed them me making it and that sort of thing. They came back and said, we saw you make it, but because you brought the dough there, I just brought two little dough balls that I had made because you have to let the dough rise. And I knew that couldn't be covered in a jury session, so I brought that ready to go. And I, um, because they didn't see me make that dough, and that was such a critical factor with the other guy, they said, we need to do a home jury and see you make the dough. So we went, jumped through that hoop and did that. Well, in November, and I'm going into details because they're important, in November, once the guy got wind that I had been approved for pizza, but he was denied, he ended up showing up at a board meeting. And in that board meeting, he showed up, and he had a letter that supposedly he had submitted to the board in July through his friends, who was a former peer manager, who on the guy's last day of work, he says he gave him a letter for the board. Well, you can imagine if that was the case, where the letter went, it was his last day of work. He was never, you know, didn't even give a rip about anything else after that. So from July to November, supposedly this guy thought he had... uh, protested his denial from the board with this letter although the board never saw the letter and you would think if you really wanted to be out there on the jury on the pier selling pizza and you botched your first jury why would you not go back to a second jury why would you not you can do it as many times as you want to it's not like they stop you so he could have showed up umpteen times between july and november but until i got approved for pizza then he wanted to come back he showed up with that letter He also, at that time, made a pitch to the board that liquid nitrogen was so dangerous that it did not need to be in any way, shape, or form out in the public. And, of course, this, again, targeting me, because I make ice cream, and what's his other product? His other product is gelato. Again, he's not making it. He's buying it and showing up down there and putting it in a freezer. So, clearly, he's targeting me. And um, so he made this pitch to the board about how, you know, liquid nitrogen was so uh, harmful and so toxic and so dangerous that although we've had no incidents, I've had it out on the pier for three months now. There's not been one incident. No one's been burned. I've not been burned. And uh, it seems to be going pretty well, and people seem to really like it. Well, that's the problem. 
So um, now he's gone a step further. And, and let me just say this. In all this rigmarole, the, the board made a decision that if he came back to jury with pizza, they would allow him to jury in pizza if he could prove he could make it just like anyone else would. And if he could do that, then at that point in time, we would have two people out at the pier selling pizza, me and him. And that was in November. Do you think at any point in time he's gone back to the jury with pizza? No, he has not. He has not done anything for that. He did go back in jury for a different item, burritos, and he brought his food cart out to the pier with all this meat and all these other things to make burritos, and he's been out there now four times in the last three or four weeks, four times in three weeks, so it's not very often. But he shows up. And um, apparently he's not doing very well with the burritos because now he's continuing to be, he he threatened the board that he was going to get the state health department to come in and uh, get all of our carts inspected. He threatened that he was going, you know, it's like he thinks he's the only one in compliance of anything. He thinks, he, he looks for reasons for everyone else to be out of compliance. He makes up stuff. And, you know, the board is so tired of dealing with him because he's a bully. He is just trying to bully people into leaving the pier so that then he is open to doing whatever products that he wants, but he doesn't want to put in the work to do the actual product. I mean, he doesn't want to do it. He just wants to be able to call a restaurant and have them deliver whatever down there and he can sell it, which is crazy because that's not the spirit of Sunset at all. So I have been dealing with this, and every day this week, the pier manager has gotten a voicemail from the guy saying, I need this lady's name and information and her permit number. Now, it's disconcerting enough to feel like you're being harassed, you know, and feel like you're being targeted and feel like somebody's watching you and spying on you at everything you're doing. I do my very best to comply with every regulation that is out there. I don't want to put anything out in the public realm that would be harmful to anyone or that would cause anyone to get sick. Um, Meanwhile, I see blatant violations around me, and I don't. It's not my business. It's not my monkey. It's not my circus. And so um, I'm not the enforcer of the rules. And the thing is, I'm not the enforcer of the rules, especially when I would only enforce the rules that would definitely benefit me. I mean, what kind of crazy is this that I'm dealing with? So I've got this bully who um, is down there you know, trying to get my information so that he can then turn me into someone. Department of Agriculture can come and inspect me any day. It's not a problem, you know, for me. I I would be ready for an inspection at any given time, so I'm not worried about that. The shocking thing about this whole thing for me is that this is after I have spent months of struggling and months of not making any money and months of trying to figure out what the right product and the right mix is down at the pier. It's not an easy thing to figure out, and multiple people have fallen by the wayside, and there's only a few that have been able to figure out one product to sell for years and years and years on end, and most of those products are taken now, right? So what I am most concerned and most baffled by is that I do not know, I do not have a skill set to deal with people from this type of mentality. 
Now, let me just tell you that in my personal life, I do not allow toxic people to be around me. I do not. It is not okay. And so if there are people that are toxic and that continue to stir up things and are drama people and there's always an issue, um, I distance myself from them. Doesn't mean I say I'm not your friend anymore and I'm never going to speak to you again, but I distance myself and I have very limited interaction with them. Um, I am very, very careful about the people I seek out for advice. Um, I need to know that people have the same philosophical views of the world and, and business as I do. And um, I, don't, I don't understand this level of cutthroat uh, playing the game. And I don't understand the mentality of scarcity, because this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the mentality of scarcity in front of me. And I have worked so hard not to let my mind go into a scarcity mode. And and here's the difference. In my mind, if my food cart isn't doing well, I need to focus on what I need to do. I need to fix it. I need to get a different product. I need to figure it out. That's the way I think. It never occurred to me that instead of fixing what I was doing, that I should then look for everyone else that was being successful and try to tear them down. I just don't understand that way of thinking. I do not grasp it at all. And in my mind, there's a limit of 10 food vendors that can be on the pier on any given day. There's 10 spots, and that's what we can take up. On any most given days, there are, um, well, lately in the winter, there have been uh, four of us there. So there's plenty of room for other people to come and have successful products. But here's the thing. If there were 10 vendors that were providing awesome products and doing awesome work down there, what would happen? Tourists would come down to this killer foodie festival, and they would eat their way around the pier. And they would never have to leave the pier to go get dinner and then come back. Or they would never have a reason to go off the pier for anything that they wanted to consume. It would all be right there. And would I not benefit from that? Absolutely I would. Would every other vendor not benefit from that? Absolutely we would. But instead... This particular person has the scarcity mentality and just the bully mentality of I'm not doing well and I'm not succeeding. So instead of focusing on my stuff, I'm going to look to see if I can get every other person out here shut down. I'm going to look and see if I can get my closest competition out of the way because that will somehow mean that I'll do better. Folks, it doesn't work that way. It does not work that way, and you can say all you want about karma. I absolutely have seen it at work, and when you put that kind of stuff out into the world and into the universe, it will come back on you in the same form and the same fashion. So I have struggled through, you guys have been on the struggle with me, umpteen products. I didn't walk out and have success the first day. I didn't walk in and take products away from other people. I walked in and I struggled and I kept reinventing and I kept figuring out and I kept doing what I needed to do. And so here I am at the point where I finally feel like I have some sustainable products for the whole year 
and we're getting to the busy season when I can finally start recouping some of the investment that I've made and that the thousands of dollars I've spent and the fact that I've gone six plus months with no paycheck and now I'm dealing with this. It's absolutely amazing to me. It really is because this is something that I didn't anticipate. I did not anticipate that someone would be so brash and so bold as to um, call up an organization and try to get my personal information so that they could then turn around and report me to a state agency for some perceived violation. And I just don't think that's good karma. Now, if there was something going on that did put the public health at, at safety, at safety at risk and, and that sort of thing, I can understand that. But it's not. It's all about it's all about the scarcity mentality and trying to bully people. And the th- the funny thing is, is that this particular guy, I've never even had one conversation with him. I've never had any type of interaction with him whatsoever. And this is what he chooses to do. What he doesn't realize is he's not getting my information from the organization. The organization is not there to give out my personal information, and I submitted it to them and signed an affidavit and that sort of thing for them to use it for official use. Well, he's not using it in any official capacity. And even so, if he wants that information, he needs to come to me for it. And he won't do that. You know why? Because most bullies are cowards. And this is exactly the same situation. So we've got a bully who's wanting to bully from afar, and instead of showing up at the pier and doing what he needs to do to work on his business, he's more focused on trying to tear me down. Here's the lesson for all of us. We are all going to have haters. Some of them are going to be closer in our circles than others. Anytime you want to do thing something outside of the norm, whether it's quit your job and start a business, whether it's move to somewhere else. It might even be as risky as going into a relationship. There will be people in your life that will say, you can't do it, you're going to fail, it's not going to work, you don't need to do this, I can't believe you're doing that, I can't, you know. You'll always have those naysayers, you'll always have them. But if you feel like in your gut what you're doing is the right thing and you're making a move toward the life you want, then put those people behind you. Do not let them get you down. I am not wasting any time or energy at this point anymore on this type of foolishness. This is ridiculous. I will not entertain it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not even going to give him the honor of, of even giving him a rebuttal for whatever perceived violations he thinks I have because it's none of his business. And it it's it I just it's it makes me speechless to even think about it. And the more I think about it, the the more I get I won't really want to throttle him. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is a guy who now instead of just targeting me, now he is to the point where he is making himself um, the enemy of everyone out at the pier because nobody. Once, I mean, it might be me being targeted today, but nobody wants this type of behavior to go on because you know what? Tomorrow it could be them. Tomorrow he could have a vendetta against them and want to target them. And before you know it, he's wanting their tax information, make sure they're filing their taxes with the Department of Revenue and all this other stuff. Well, you know what? You go around policing people, you know, there's, there's no time left in the day for you to work and grow your business in a way 
that is pro is productive for you. But that's the mentality. This is a guy who wants to get by on shortcuts, who doesn't want to put in the hard work, who doesn't want to need, do what he needs to do to build his business. He wants to slide in, breaking all the rules because he can. Meanwhile, trying to hold everyone accountable. There are several, oh my gosh, there are several biblical uh, analogies and references that are just itching to come out at me because it's very uh, pharisaical, it, you know, the, that I am perfect and everyone else isn't. Um, there's also the old uh, take the beam out of your eye before you try to pull the moat out of mine. And it definitely is something that is rubbing everyone on the pier the wrong way. And so what he's doing, he's actually uniting people around that are actually going to be defensive of me and really lay into him and give him a piece of their mind because it's not the spirit of sunset at all. It's not why the organization was formed. The organization could easily become a paperwork uh, machine and they could come in and do audits on everybody and they could come in and at the end of every year I need to see all your stuff and you need to sign this, you need to sign that, you need to prove you're doing this and prove you're doing that. But you know what? For the amount of money people are making, people aren't going to put up with that kind of crap down there. They're not. They're not going to put up with it. And they'll go somewhere else where they have a less restrictive environment and they don't have to jump through all the loopholes in order to conduct their business. So it's interesting to me. It's just something that's been going on, been nagging at me for a couple of days. And I wanted you, uh, I wanted to talk to, to you about it and also kind of let you know my perspective and just the shock. I mean, I, I guess it's just one of those things where I have, you know, I've been in corporate jobs before where it was very cutthroat. And in those situations, I let people pass right over me for promotions. I'm not going to get in people's face. I'm not going to try to do things to promote myself in order to put other people down or put my put other people down in order to promote myself and I'm not highly self-promotional anyway and it just it surprises me that anyone would have the gall especially another food vendor to actually do what he's doing but you know what it happens in business all the time you'll get one business that will want to go on Yelp and leave terrible reviews for their competitors business You'll get one business that'll want to go on social media or have a someone else go on social media and blast another business because they it's in their best interest to do it. It's not a great way to do business. And you guys, if you're fo more focused on someone else's business than your own, your focus is in the wrong place. So I'll tell you that right now. So you uh, trust me, you have plenty to worry about whenever you have your own business to grow and to, to provide for your family that you don't have time to worry about what everybody else is doing in their business and I love having a collaborative environment and it's funny because there are a couple of other food vendors that I am very friendly with and I'm very uh, collaborative with and if they need you know if they run out of cups and I have cups I will give them cups if they run out of ice or I run out of ice and we need ice they will do that I mean it's just it's easier to work with people um, than it is to try to compete against them, knowing that every person that would buy ice cream is not the same person that would buy um, guacamole and chips or a pineapple or whatever else that's down there. And so you understand that you're not going to get 100% of every person walking through as your customer, but you will appeal to some, someone else will appeal to another for various reasons that we can't foresee 
and we all have our place and we can all make a living. So it's not about holding your, you know, getting your slice of the pie. It's about trying to make the pie bigger. And um, it's just been shocking because I, I just have no basis for dealing with these types of people that I'm encountering. And uh, it's it's kind of shocking that at 40, well, almost 46, I'm now um, dealing with this kind of dirty dealings kind of uh, mentality. And uh, it happens sometimes, but it's not pervasive. I tell you, it's like one lone, lone wolf kind of person that's uh, not well-liked anyway and uh, doesn't mind being... Uh, hated on by everyone else for his behavior so something will happen eventually and he will be suspended or banned or whatever um, and it will eventually blow over but it just it's just amazing to me that this is the way people choose to do business and the way you know that that's the solution to I can't do pizza so you can't either and let me take you down and so it's kind of it's crazy it really is crazy so thought I'd share that with you just as a way to uh, let you know that it's out there and it's always going to be out there because there's nothing greedier than a bunch of people that are you know will do anything for a dollar so don't let other people's greed get you down because uh, your day will come for success and doing well so Keep on keeping on with whatever you're doing, even whenever haters come after you. So that's what I'm doing, taking my own advice and uh, surrounding myself again with people that would support me rather than tear me down. So I wanted to remind you again, once once again, before we leave, that if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. It's a very simple process to get your website up and running on Bluehost. Once you do that, I will give you a free cheat sheet plugin of all the best plugins to go ahead and get on your website. There are thousands of plugins out there and it's kind of a maze to navigate and you know you, if you go crazy putting plugins on your website you slow down the speed of it so you kind of have to be a little bit selective with what you put on there and I'll kind of guide you through that with my uh, free cheat sheet plugin. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Thank you so much for joining me today on my little rant and my little sharing personal experiences and crazy stuff that's going on and I appreciate your support and all the kind words um, between the Facebook messages and the uh, tweets and that sort of thing I appreciate so much your support and the uh, time you take letting me into your life and into your headspace every single day you guys have a fantastic day all right thank you for listening to the brick and mortar reporter podcast I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local. 